Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Human Collaboration. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Cannell, and if this is your first time listening, uh, a very special welcome to you, and this is what the Human Collaboration is about. It's about people sharing in their successful ways of combating the trauma that is life, of combating things like small t trauma in psychology, it's called. Actually, there's a, uh, a good article in Psychology Today written by Dr. Alyssa Barbash about the, the small t, little, or I should say big t, small t, big t trauma. Uh, so if you're interested in that, check it out. Uh, but for those of you who are unaware, small t trauma, uh, it accumulates. It's stuff that usually can affect us every day, and it makes our emotional functioning, well, deteriorates our, our emotional functioning. So it's stuff like conflict with a significant other or with your, your child, infidelity maybe. Maybe it's uh, a divorce you're going through. Maybe it's conflict with your boss or a, su- a supervisor. Maybe you're moving. Maybe you're planning a wedding. Man, I've seen planning a wedding just destroy some, almost destroy some families. Um, maybe you have financial worries. Maybe you got some small legal trouble. But these things compound, and that's, that's small T trauma. And then there's the big T trauma. And this is what most people associate with trauma, big T. They think of stuff like a natural disaster. They think of stuff like a terrorist attack or maybe a, a rape or sexual assault or a combat or a plane accident, or a car accident where you lose your loved one, or loved ones. Yeah, that is definitely big T trauma. So that's what we're about. We're about how certain people are able to vanquish that trauma, able to live with it daily, and actually rise above it. And certain people just get crushed by it. It defines them for the rest of their life. So we want to explore and we want to share in the ways of the people that have been able to deal with it. And we want to share in the methods and share in their methods. So a lot of people have been uh, getting a hold of me, and I really appreciate that. Uh, Keep it going. They've been sharing their stories. Uh, For those of you who don't know, it's the human collaboration 01 at gmail.com. And the reason why it's 01 is because I messed up the first one. Anyways, the human collaboration 01 at gmail.com. But a lot of people don't want to come forth and they don't want to brag. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. Maybe we just don't like sharing and how we're, we're doing well and we don't want people to think that we're boasting and, hey, I got no problems, I'm able to solve them all. That's not what this is about at all. What's it about? What the human collaboration does, it's a platform. It's a platform for us to share in ways that we do do well. It's okay. It's okay to share in your successes especially if somebody out there listening can apply those methods that you've incorporated into your life to deal with the trauma that is life and use them into their own life for success. Use them into their own life to kick that bullshit trauma in the face. That's what this is about. But anyways, a lot of them don't want to come on and boast. They don't want to... They don't want to to look like they have all the answers. And I understand that. Uh, I definitely do. But we have one person here. I'm going to share with you her story today. She wishes to remain anonymous. 
She's a healthcare uh, practitioner, worker. I'm not going to say her exact position. She's a happily married mother of two. And uh, I got to preface this story by saying, if I had to deal with what she's going through or what she had to go through, I don't know if I would be here. I, I don't know how she, she does it. Well, I don't know if I would be able to do what she does, put it that way. <clears throat> Pardon me. Here we go. So this person, she's in her mid-30s, we'll say. She had some tough decisions to make. The first part of the story goes like this. A lady walks out to the street. Her kid, 18-year-old, another kid, six years old, is watching this lady. Then this lady gets hit by a fucking truck. Let that sink in. Your kids are watching you get dusted by a truck. Anyway, so the person who wants to remain anonymous has to now work on that lady who got hit by a truck. Now, she mentioned something called coding. I don't know what coding is. I'm not a healthcare, I'm not a healthcare smart in any way. So they coded her. I imagine that means kept her alive because she had brain matter, or sorry, matter coming out of her her head. And with my limited knowledge, I know that's not good. Her kids are there, 18 and 6, watching mom just go down. She's done. So she passes away. And this happens at 9 a.m. of her shift. 9 a.m. Like, what do you do after that? You just help keep alive a lady who had her brains on the outside of her head and her kids are there, and then she's gone, and then you just keep going, going, well, I wonder what's for lunch today. It smells like chimichanga day in the cafeteria. Is that what you do? I have no idea. How do you keep going with this? But that's not even the traumatic part of this lady's story. This is just her everyday, run-of-the-mill life. So before I get to the end, a shout-out to all the healthcare practitioners and workers, anybody who works and deals with this stuff. I don't know how you do it. I would love to hear from you. But here's the traumatic portion. So this lady, the original lady, not the one that got smoked by the truck, but the original lady who reached out to me, She had a miscarriage. Okay. For her, it was no big deal. I can understand how that would be tra- traumatic for some, uh, some people. Because trauma is associated with your, your values, right? If you value life, if you value, in this case, kids. Whatever you value, and something occurs that is in contradiction or conflicts with your values, it could be traumatic. Right? That's why it affects us all differently, I think. Anyway, she has a miscarriage. And the way she, she's able to continue with this is that she says to herself that there was probably something wrong with that kid. And that 
it's better off if it didn't come to the world. Now, I know a lot of you are probably thinking, I had, or maybe you know, someone who has had an unhealthy or unperfect child. Hell, they're all unperfect, and that's what makes us great. But an unhealthy in the medically diagnosed way, and it made you better. But that's not this what this is about. This is about this person's trauma and how they're dealing with it. So she tells herself daily that, you know what, that kid probably shouldn't have came into this world. Okay. But her story continues. She gets pregnant down the road. And now she knows from her first miscarriage and the conversations she had with her husband about it that her husband doesn't want another kid. They got two. Their family dynamic is good. The life they got going on with their kids is great. Doesn't want another one. Now I know some of you might be thinking, well, then maybe you should apply better contraceptive methods. I don't know which one she she was applying or they were applying. I don't know. That's not what this is about again. So she gets pregnant. And she knows her husband doesn't want another kid. And she doesn't know what to do. So they talk about it. Because ultimately... It's her body, and women, it's your body. But this anonymous lady understands that her husband obviously has a role in raising another child of theirs. So they talk about it. How is it going to affect? How is it going to affect their family dynamic? How is it going to affect their marriage? How is it going to affect her? If she gets rid of this kid, if she has an abortion, can she deal with that? And if she doesn't deal with it, and the kid comes to the world, sure, it might make their family better, but it could also make it worse. And maybe the kids get along great. Maybe they don't. Who knows? Maybe the husband resents her. And this child, this yet-to-be child, there's a lot of stuff to unravel here. There's a lot that goes into this decision. But at the end of the day, you got to make one. So she did. She had an abortion. And how she was able to deal with that because, remember, she didn't want one. Now, some of you might be thinking, hey, well, she didn't want one. Why did she get one? It's her body. And I understand that perspective. I really do. But she got one. And the way she was able to justify it to herself was that it's for the betterment of her marriage. And it's for the continuation of the really good thing they have going on right now. That family dynamic what they have rolling along on the day-to-day. Now, I can't imagine how hard that must have been for her to do. But she told me specifically that how she's able to deal with it in her own head is by focusing on what she has, by focusing on her marriage and spending that much more time with her kids and appreciating, being more present in the time that she does spend with her kids. Because she knew if she had another one, for those of you who have kids, maybe you're, you're an aunt, maybe you don't have kids, maybe you're an aunt, maybe you're an uncle, maybe you have a younger brother, but for those of you who have kids, you know they take up a lot of time. They do, and she understood that. 
So she's really appreciative of the time that she gets to spend with her two kids that she already has. She's more present. She's more grateful daily. She's grateful daily for the marriage that she has. She's grateful daily for her kids and for her family dynamic. And she says, as time passes, it's getting easier and easier as long as she practices daily with being grateful and focusing on what she has. That is one hell of a tough decision to make. And I don't know how it would affect me. So I can't even bring that to the table. I have no idea. I can't even speculate. But from the husband's perspective, being a male, that's fucking hard. It's hard. It's hard for for that guy to have to put his wife in that position. And you might say, hey, well, you know what? If he really loved her, he, he wouldn't. I don't even know if I could agree with that. He was being real. He was being truthful, honest, 100% honest. And I am appreciative of the fact that she went to her husband and they talked about it. Because some of you wouldn't. And that's just the truth. Some people wouldn't. They wouldn't. They'd say, it's my body. If you didn't want to have a kid, then why did you finish inside of me? That's it. This isn't no accident. Right? And these are conversations that could have happened before. But again, that's not what this is about. So to her and anybody out there, I think we could all benefit from the ways that she's implementing to fight that trauma. Be grateful. Focus on what you have and how appreciative you are of that. But most importantly, be grateful every day. Something I started doing in light of this uh, was I started writing a grateful or a gratefulness list. It's something that I found has helped me. So every night for myself, it works out well before I go to bed. I, uh, I write down five things that I'm grateful for. Just a little notepad. I think they're like... I don't know, three bucks for a pack of five or some shit at uh, Staples. And you could just, I just write down five things that I'm grateful for uh, in that notepad. Now, some days I don't always do it. I try to, uh, but I think it, it, it helps. It helps. It definitely does. Maybe the morning works well, maybe mid-afternoon. Maybe if you're just having a crummy day at work and you rip off to the bathroom and write down what you're thankful for on your phone. I don't know. But uh, I, I could tell you, I, I think it's helping out. I really do. So I, I thank her for, for sharing her story, for sharing her trauma. And uh, I hope people continue to share, and I'll keep bringing it to you. Thanks for listening. And I hope uh, to hear from you. Keep doing well. Talk to you later.